Welcome back to another episode of Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And this is just a little old ditty of a podcast where Pat tries to get his point across and I talk about masturbation and sodomy more than the average man. So, I don't know if you had anything in mind for today, and if you didn't, I had a few questions I wanted to ask you, so I'll give you the floor first. Go ahead and ask your questions, it's fine. Okay, go ahead and ask your questions. So I was doing some household chores today while, let me get this mic just and napping. Well, I mean, come on, (laughs) I nap every day. Uh, And I went through a roller coaster of emotion while listening to Tell Him Steve Dave, the podcast of Walt and, and Brian and Brian. Have you ever listened to that podcast? Like when it first started, I think, but not in a long time now. Yeah, I've I've been I've I've been in jamming it lately because education ran out and uh, okay, lately is a stretch. I think I talked about it on here when I started jamming it like a month ago. But anyways, um, the three it's the three dudes. I started it back in two thousand and ten before uh, comic book men started before Brian Quinn's um, Impractical Jokesters started, which is supposedly really funny. I've never watched it, but I like him on the podcast, so I might start watching that show or find a way to get a hold of it. And uh, so it was before any of that took off. Smodcast was still relatively, it was only like three years old, and it was popular, but not what it is today, where literally Kevin Smith makes all his money from that now. So Listening to it, you know, very first episodes are silly, and Walt doesn't want to do it, and they're, they're like, getting really down on themselves, and, uh, or, well, he's getting really down on himself, and he's like, no one will listen to this, no one cares. Second episode, they come in, they're like, oh, we had 50,000 listeners, because Kevin Smith told people to listen to it. So, so, back, you know, that's at the very first episode. So, as time goes on, they do a lot of different shit. They start doing live shows with Smodcast Network, and they start... Um, getting merch together, they start like selling episodes as fundraisers, and they start doing a lot of shit because they're getting like a hundred thousand listeners per episode, just because Kevin Smith said, "Hey, my buddies here made a podcast. Why don't you check it out?" So the part I'm at now, uh, I'm like fifty something, ep- sixty something episodes in, and like they're part of the actual Smodcast network. Uh, Ming Chen made the whole website at, at this point in time, and he's putting them on there, and. Uh, the whole the episode that got me all riled up, got me hot and bothered, was Walt talking about how no one's special. So, super common topic nowadays, you know, like uh, fuck you, no, why, why do you give part participation award? Like everyone thinks there's some shit, and then they work at Denny's the rest of their life, like you know that kind of bullshit argument that goes around. That's not what got me down. What got me down was them. the The way it started was them talking about how that show isn't important and they're not special for doing it. They make a decent amount of money doing it. They have 100,000 plus listeners every time they drop an episode. And he's going on about how podcasts are bullshit. Anyone can do them. Anyone has the ability to just sit on their couch and record or in a chair up on their spare room and on their whatever. Like, (laughs) no allusions to us. And uh, how basically it's irrelevant. So that got me down. Because as you know, you record two podcasts. I record two podcasts, and every time I tell someone I have a podcast, like um, my friend Dane, who was the best man at my wedding, my friend Kia, who I knew in high school, they're like, oh shit, you're trying to get in the podcast game and stuff. I'm like, not really? I'm like, oh, uh, I mean, it's 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 pretty growing. Everyone's doing podcasts now. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> well, what are you trying to do? Are you, I mean, are you pimping yourself on iTunes and Twitter and all this shit? I'm like... Well, no, actually, I, I have a lot of fun talking to my friends. I know you do it. Okay, I'm just, I'm saying from my perspective. 
I'm like, no, I just really enjoyed talking to my two best friends and I don't know, I record it and put it up so in the future I'll have this shit to look back on. I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and then it went sideways. It said a whole bunch of other stuff and I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But do you, question to you is A, do you think making a podcast is special in any way, shape, or form? And B, if not, I guess would be the answer, do you think it's completely irrelevant and we're basically just doing this for us? No, I mean, I do think, okay, to kind of go back to your original point of like the whole thing of if, if, any, every, if everyone is special, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know, for me, it kind of goes back to like um, when... I was in punk bands going to punk shows and like the whole fucking point was it was like you jump on stage, you sing a bit, like you jump out. Like it's like everybody's on the same fucking level. So like nobody, it's like, even though there's the stage and they're on it, like if you wanted to start a band, hell, if you like, impromptu wanted to start a band, like with a couple other people and just jump on stage, you could, because that was the fucking point. Everybody was the same. Everybody was equal. So it's like, so to me, I've never been like that whole, that's not the participation trophy thing. Was, well, I always thought it was funny. Because that was if, really never for us, per se. It was more for parents who were like. That's what I was just about to say. If someone's ever like, oh, what, you want your fucking gold medal just for showing up? It's like, well, we didn't ask for that fucking shit. Like, it was the coaches and parents that threw fits until we got them. Don't fucking put that on our generation or even the generation above us. Put it on the 50 and 60-year-olds who demanded that their kids and grandkids got some sort of respect for doing nothing. I hate that argument so much, but sorry. Continue. Okay, but yeah, um, but on the actual question you asked, like, um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, well, I guess it's, it depends on how you define like special per se. Like, oh, so I you said that. I'm just saying, like, I feel like, yeah, like, I mean, because I don't really know anybody else who does it besides you and me and Kevin and I. So, like, I don't know that, like, I, I've never had a conversation. Usually, when I'm like, I have a podcast, people are like, oh, that's really cool. So, like, I personal feel like demographics, people... we have a pretty good statistic of being the like standout who with the podcast. But at the same time, it's, like, for me, um, it's not even a matter of, like, that per se. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool to, like, have it. But at the same time, it's, like, it's still going to be important regardless because if I didn't start the original one with Kevin, I don't know where the fuck I would be right now. Probably not in a good place because basically, like, the whole reason I started that because it was, like, right after I broke up with Jonna mm -hmm. and, like, the I first desperately time. need... Sorry, too soon. Okay, moving on. No, it wasn't. It was the second time. <laughs> oh, um, shit. <laughs> I didn't even land the joke right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, the whole thing was basically, I, de I desperately needed a fucking outlet, and it gave that. So I didn't have the ability to focus on the horrible things that I was going through personally. Hmm. I just was always thinking about, like, topics and, like, ways to do, like, whatever. Like, but it was always, like, it was basically just something to, like, kind of keep my mind occupied. So it's like, yeah, it's not like I didn't think about the other shit, but it's like it also, like, it gave me kind of something where I didn't focus on it. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if, like, nobody cared, like, it was, it was important. Like, it, it had a function. It had a mm -hmm. use. Like, whatever. But at the same time, like, the weird thing was, like, um, I think I mentioned this before, but, like, it was, uh, uh, like, just to be Just to say most of our show is stuff both of us have mentioned before either on our own podcasts or not. It's basically just rehashing over and over again. I love it. Keep going. Well, yeah, but um, <laughs> the whole thing was in, like, I think it was, like, June of last year or whatever. I remember it was, like, summer. Now, like, the, the first Spirit of Islands show where, like, um, 
everybody in that band and like who I didn't know at the time and like a million other fucking random people who I didn't know mm-hmm. were all like because when Kevin like would introduce me to people he'd be like it's like oh yeah this is my friend Pat who I do the podcast with and everybody was like it's like oh my god I really like your show blah blah and it was just like and at first I was like they're just being nice and people would mention like specific things that like they were actually clearly listening to it and I'm just like I don't know what to do in those situations. I'm, really just people either <laughs> I'm like... not really too sure what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> Your hands are... <laughs> thank thank like... you. Thank you for complimenting <laughs> me and my friend. And you're well, just I, saying... I couldn't even do that because I was like, I'm used to people either being indifferent to what I do or hating what I do. Getting positive feedback is not something that I am used to and don't know what to respond, how to respond to. Yeah. So it was like, for me, it was like the fact that people cared. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess that in that makes it special to like the, the i guess like not necessarily the public at large but definitely like our like peer group mm. so like to answer your question i definitely think yeah i mean i feel like i don't feel like i am somehow like if i was like doing it like on the smith level where like there's like gaggles of fucking people monetary compensation that's also a factor <laughs> but like i might feel like even more but like i mean on this level i'm just like I mean, it's something that I'm doing that people seem to be into, even if they don't. Because I remember, like, uh, Jimmy from Spirit of Islands had actually said, where he was like, it was, I think it was right after we did the uh, Captain America thing, uh, Civil War episode. He's like, I don't give a fuck about Captain America, but I was I really enjoyed hearing you guys talk about it. So I was Yeah, that's like, what happens to me with, well, okay, I'll get to that in a minute. So, yes, awesome that you pointed out two things, so I'll touch on them quick. One... Yes, you're just you're what you call special is not what anyone else calls special. This guy from have, do you know the big group Monster Magnet? Mm. I don't know that group. I've never heard of them. But the lead singer uh, Dave something I think was his name. Uh, he goes on the tell him Steve Dave a lot, and he was just like, listen, just because because <laughs> it was funny the way Walt was describing special because they asked him Walt's the Walt's basically in the. Uh, uh, different viewpoint of the show you've got the two brians who are very similar and very uh i don't want to say open-minded because that infers that he that that wall is kind of a closed off asshole and he's not but still Walt was they asked him what do you find what would be successful you oh man i never even said what this was all about they were the second highest selling album on Bandcamp, like a week after they put their their podcast bunch together and put it on Bandcamp. So Brian, wait, whoa, whoa. people are still buying Monster Magnet albums. No, 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 no. Uh, tell oh. him Steve Dave. Yeah, <laughs> tell him Steve <laughs> I was Dave. Like, is it 2001 already? No. I don't know what the fuck is happening? So Brian and 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 Brian. So I'll just it's Q is what they call Brian Quinn. So Brian and Q are stoked about that. Like, wouldn't you be super like just a week after you put it out there, you're already the second best selling one on there, and people are just giving you just whatever amounts of money i think it was like a minimum of two dollars or something silly but regardless it's a lot of money and the reason they did that was to start raising capital to create all this merchandise and he goes on and on walt saying that's not special who cares like what what does that mean that doesn't mean anything it's like dude you run a comic book store and you're lucky you run that that your friend got famous and gave it to you like hold on and he has these cool analogies i'm not going to explain the whole episode but they ask him what would be special like what would what would cross that threshold of special for him and he said getting on the jay leno show (laughs) they they ripped into him and it was funny but the uh, um dave from monster magnus said exactly that he's like okay that doesn't mean fucking shit to anybody who cares about jay leno because that's your version of special 
all the other people sitting there who don't watch that show at all don't care that you made it. That's not a accolade. That's not a like Grammy nominated also on the Jay Leno show. Like that's not something that matters at all, especially in modern like uh, talk shows and new and everyone can get on anything at any point in time and pimp their own shit. It's not important anymore. It's not like the Johnny Carson days. It really doesn't matter. So they rip into him and I thought that was really funny, but where was I going with that? You said something else and I wanted to, I wanted to allude back to something else you said and I don't. Oh, an outlet. Yeah, that's all this fucking is. I have shit I want to talk about that I think is fun that no one will talk about with me. And me and you having a two hour long phone call would seem weird to the people around us. So it's like, uh, no, we're not having a phone call. We record it and put it on the internet. So it's totally cool. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, it's it's we are out show in also specific. also also. Oh yeah, you go. Ours. What did I just say? Um, like I actually said, uh, we we just recorded. Fuck, I forgot to share that. I just shared it today. Um, on the uh, anniversary episode of Gibson Punctured, we did like the one year. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned. I don't know if we mentioned the episode or it was off air, but I had mentioned to Asa uh, that I was just like. To me, like the whole reason I always wanted to do a podcast was that I saw the volume as a child like a million times, mm-hmm. and then we wanted to do a radio show so badly, but there was just no fucking way to do a radio show. And like once podcast became a thing, I'm just like, holy fuck, like this can actually be a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the whole actual crux of why he has the equipment in Pump Up the Volume is basically so we can theoretically so we could communicate with his friends back where he came from like back east mm-hmm. and i was like this is basically that it's just like yeah. it's combining the two things <laughs> and it's a it's a perfect win okay so that's exactly. so the first part that got me down that got me kind of depressed about doing a podcast was walt telling us everyone can do it it doesn't fucking matter and if you look at it from that lens kind of blows and you're like yeah I, I mean i guess you know i it's kind of like how i always tell you working at a chain is because i've worked for verizon i've worked for best buy i've worked for well healthy living doesn't really count but i worked for a citizens bank and you just feel like nothing and walt loved that his his big metaphor was that we're an ant colony and you're not special you're just another part of that colony helping it survive that's depressing to me i don't like that i oh my god i hate working for corporations so goddamn much it's painful to wake up in the morning i think it's the biggest waste of time i'm not a goddamn worker bee i don't like it so the thing that brought me back on the upward was uh the fact that modern day celebrity means something completely different from celebrities of past and anybody anywhere thanks to youtube thanks to soundcloud and itunes and Bandcamp and where what other like self-serving entertainment everyone can get their self out there in some way and in theory make a profit off it and that's awesome so um walt hates that of course if you couldn't tell by the earlier thing he thinks that's completely pointless and we should have specific people designated to do these wonderful godly tasks of talking and (laughs) i disagree very clearly and um dave the guy from monster magnet pointed that out he's like that's awesome like that's how radio started nobody cared about radio and then that took off and then tv was like this really weird they didn't know what to put on and then all now all of a sudden netflix has originals hulu has originals youtube red has originals like uh hbo is under like everyone wants to get their content on there because it's so good everyone can put everything out there there's people from youtube who have gotten stupid famous um like uh 
Rhett and Link or the guys at Epic Mealtime or like Jenna Marbles and PewDiePie, the original ones and whatever. And that kind of made me feel good. That kind of made me happy. I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, there's nothing stopping me from putting this out on the internet. There's nothing slowing me down. And if someone out there listens and enjoys it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. And, and I mean, no one comments or says anything, which is kind of a bummer. I would like to hear somebody's opinion, but other than my friends. But I could legitimately get rid of every single paid entertainment thing in my life and live just off of free YouTube. I spent like four hours the other day on the couch just watching YouTube videos and absolutely loving it, having the time of my life. I don't remember what my question was going to be at the end of that little thing, though. So I guess it's not that important. But it was exciting to me at the time. Just know the question in my head I was waiting to get there, and throughout my little monologue, I got lost. <laughs> cool. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's what happens nine times out of ten when I start saying something like the office um, i don't know i mean for me it's, I'm saying, like, it's like the whole thing of it is like if cause like, it's like the whole thing if you actually had to go back to the pump of the volume thing like he says at one point in the movie christian slater's character where he's just like i didn't think anyone was listening to this i was basically just doing this to amuse myself and it's like that's the thing is like to me it's like i didn't really i felt like i was kind of just i mean i saw we had listens and stuff on like um the, the, when we first started gifted puncture stuff like I saw we had listens, but it didn't really. Like it wasn't. I was like, for all I know, Kevin and I were just clicking it over and over again, just checking it. <laughs> like, to be fair, at know. first that probably was mostly me just loading it up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, and like when I started talking to people, and like like, and the people would be like, oh yeah, blah blah. blah. It's like okay, so we're not just like speaking of the ether. There are people who are like listening to and caring about what we're saying. Like, that's fucking that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's the thing is like. The main reason I started it was basically to like, I mean, in addition to being an outlet, was just to kind of get my thoughts out there. Cause like Twitter is nice and like Tumblr is nice, like whatever. But like, and you, I mean, yeah, you do occasionally get kind of bounce back. But um, like with this, it was just kind of the chance to, at the very least, just kind of like theoretically have everyone on earth hear it. At and, some point uh, in time. Exactly. So it's like, it's just, I don't know, it was just kind of an opportunity for that. We're just like, it's like, I want to fucking get out of my head what's my thoughts on Batman and Superman. So fuck it. <laughs> I like... have to do this. It's essential. Well, and the thing that I also hate is when someone fucking famous, such as Kevin Smith or the countless other celebrities who started YouTube shows for no goddamn reason that are shitty as all hell, like no offense towards him at all, but um, Bill Burr has a podcast where every Monday he solo records just what's on his mind and puts it out there. It has hundreds of thousands of listeners. I've listened to it. It's shit. I'm not saying our stuff is good by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just saying that I listened to that and it was fucking nonsense. There's like two minute long pauses where he can't think of what to say into the mic. There's like random breaks where he tries to tell a joke, can't formulate it correctly, restarts, and then tries to do it again, and it falls off by that point. Again, I'm not saying that's not shit. I clearly don't do. I just completely (laughs) rambled for 10 minutes and didn't know where I was going. (laughs) But when they do it, it's, like, justified. Well, yeah, they've already got, you know, their stand-up career, their movie career, their TV career. Like, of course they can do this, and it's totally okay. And then when we do it, it's, why are you doing that? You're wasting your time. That's I kind of I'm I just want to put the big middle finger finger up to the people that say that kind of nonsense. There's nothing that makes them any more important at all. There's nothing that makes anyone important. Fuck it, I don't even care. 
but <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, that was depressing, but you know what I mean? Well, no, because I don't, I don't take that as like, it's like the whole line in the Incredibles when, um, she's like, everybody's special dash. Nobody. And so he's like, that means nobody is Yeah. like, I feel like both of those are true and both of those are fine. Like, I don't really necessarily think that like, it's like the whole fucking, um, like it's like fight club. When he's just like, it's weird, just sing, all singing, all dancing, crap of the world, whatever. It's just like, it's they like, actually why told, is everything? They actually told Walt to li- watch Fight Club. It's funny you brought that up. In that part, they're like, exactly what you're saying is what the main character in Fight Club says. You should go watch that movie. Because apparently, Walt, super big movie buff and comic book nerd, has never seen Fight Club 10 years after it came out. That's weird. Dude. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, in fairness, it, it takes me sometimes like a really long time to see stuff that like I intend to see. And then like... Yeah. That does happen, um, but no. But that's—I mean—that's the whole thing. Is like, it's—I don't know. I, I don't think there's a, anything necessarily wrong with like the idea. Because I mean, like, there's that whole thing of like, okay, so because Kendall and Kylie Jenner have like gobs of money, does that make them important? I know. Like, I was—I was even gonna say famous family, and then I backed out. I was like, eh, fuck it. They just have money. They don't got anything. But, but as I'm just saying, like, it's like does. I don't know, like it's or that like the whole fucking idea. cash me outside girl. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I usually love people getting five minutes of fame. Unfortunately, her five minutes went a little bit past, and I just started getting angry. I was like, "You're <laughs> worthless," and I hate you as a person. I don't even know you, and I completely hate you as a human being. What I'm just saying, like, is I don't know. I, okay, think about it. Like, if it was like, let's say, zombie apocalypse, or like, you know, like robot apocalypse, like Terminator, or whatever. Um like if it was me and like kevin smith and like i don't know like brad pitt and like fucking like james hetfield from oh, uh yeah metallica. metallica and like maybe like cardinal like whatever like if we're all in a group like does it really matter like where we were before like no yeah, like, that's like, why yeah, i've never found humanity i've never understood starstruck like i like get being starstruck i i've i've never oh. i'm just saying i'm just saying Fuck you! I'm just the day saying. the fucking Kramer showed up and fucking listen. Everybody lost their shit except for me. So don't let, let's not play this like. Listen, I don't get starstruck thing. I noticed it was Kramer before anyone else. First off, you didn't believe me. It was Kramer for like a solid ten minutes until after he left and we pulled up his receipt. And B, was it the second time then that he came back? That he came to me like three times. Yeah, because I was the a... only person that treated him normal. No, <laughs> like, uh, the the very first time, I uh, I can't remember. Who was? It might have been you had to run and grab him these special string gummies that he wanted that were like organic and some other bullshit. And they were just, it was Twizzlers. It was just fucking Twizzlers. And uh, I can't remember if that was the first or second time. But the first time, nobody knew he was Kramer until he had left and uh, we pulled up his receipt because me and you went like back and forth. I was like, dude, that's Kramer. You're like, are you sure? Because he had the big bushy beard, a hat with the curly hair sticking out. Um, Yeah, so it had to have been the second time that he did that. Okay, yeah, uh, the second, yeah, the second time he came back, he like he came to me like three times. I think I was the only person that treated him like a normal human being. Everybody yeah. else was like superly overly nice to him. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, Mister Kramer. Uh, I mean Richardson. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like whatever because like, that's my whole thing. Is I'm like I don't give a fuck. Like it's like I always think it's funny like when there's like this overinflated ideal. Like I'm not saying like I've never had that. But no, yeah, you've like, definitely been starstruck before. I've seen it, but. Hey, okay, well, okay. When have you seen it besides like Ray Mysterio, which we weren't there for? 
Uh, when when you realized after the fact that Max Landis had just walked by us, I thought you might have an aneurysm because your face went beat red and you're like, wait, wait, well, Max Landis? And you turned around, you're way taller than me, so you didn't have to jump like I did. And Because he, he walked within a foot of us. Yeah. Or even the Gerard Way thing where I was just like, oh, cool, I think that's Gerard Way. Walk on. And you're like, wait, that was who? I'm not saying you went above no, 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 and no. like fainted. You were just like, oh, cool, I'm going to go get a picture. But I... Just the exact conversation was when you were like, that was like Gerard Way. And I was like, that is Gerard Way. We kept walking because I was normal. And I was <laughs> like, if I don't get a picture right now, I'm going to be really pissed at myself later on. Mm-hmm. So like, I was but, just like, I had to go back. <laughs> but on the whole, like every time I see, so really my goal in life, and it's never going to happen, is to be famous and be the most fucking cheap down-to-earth famous person in the world because i hate watching like the celebrity interviews and they're like oh the other day you stood by a paparazzi and they they like even though they're trying to be modest and be like i'm just one of you why not take a picture with you they're like fluffing themselves up like of course i'm gonna stop and see my fans and all that it's like no fucking just say yes you're gonna take a picture with someone like i still feel even though they're playing it off as the nice guy taking the picture with their fan they're still doing it to constantly inflate their image if that makes sense. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them. And the other thing is when I, and this is not always true, but I completely detest charities. I fucking hate charities on the whole. I think they're tax benefits for the rich. I think that they are easy way. Okay, maybe not easy is the right word, but they're ways for people who are trying to do the right thing to get rich. If you're trying to do the right thing, you don't need to get rich. And for some reason, the people who run those organizations are definitely within the top, you know, 5% of Americans. So that's bullshit. If you run it, hell, you should be bringing in a salary of like 50 grand a year and the rest of that money should be going to whatever charity you're trying to work for. But that's neither here nor there. So whenever celebrities are like, oh, I do, we talked about this on one of the other podcasts. Whenever celebrities are constantly like, I donated this much to this charity, Bill Gates, everyone's like, he's donated a billion dollars to charity over the past 10 years. Really? You want me to be impressed that the $80 billion man donated like 0.05% of his salary over 10 years? I'm not impressed. But Chance the Rapper, I think we talked about that, right? Maybe. Okay, so what Chance the Rapper did, he, after, he, he's always been a, a um, what you call it, independent um, mm-hmm. uh, artist. He donated $1 million dollars to the Chicago's education system. Not to some fucking charity to help education in the United States. Not some Chicago for the youth bullshit. Directly to the government department. He gave them $1 million. You And, and it's, it wasn't under, it wasn't through an organization. His name was on the check, Chancellor Ramper. That alone, cool. If he's a multimillionaire, that's impressive. But what's really impressive is that he's only his net worth is one million dollars the dude gave all not obviously not all he had he gets money through endorsement deals and all this bullshit he gave all he had away to help his town where he grew up to help the education system there and try to grow it that's fucking admirable that's something i can look at and be like okay that makes more sense to me that's impressive but johnny depp worth 500 million dollars giving a check for 20 grand to kids in africa not impressive don't care. You're actually a shitty human being who's just bolstering your own... Mor- like, you're just trying to make yourself seem more moral. Like, look at me. I'm not that terrible. Now let me fly on this private jet that costs 15 grand to go 100 miles. Like, that's the kind of shit that gets me super fired up. <laughs> well, I think I'm not like... I, I don't know. I have no... 
I'm not the only, the only time it ever actually like fired me up per se is um there was like when my uh grandmother died um because I, I come from rich folk and like I found that she basically donated all of her money to charity mm-hmm. and I was like you know who could use that money? <laughs> Your <laughs> <that> family. Fucking, <laughs> I was like, not that fucking museum. Me <laughs> living in a goddamn apartment. Like, fuck you. I need goddamn money. Yeah. See, I I brought this up with Franny, and this isn't to slant on Franny at all. But when I got my big check from getting in a bus accident, when I was five years old, I was run over by a school bus. That's another story for another day that I would like to put on the air. Because every time I meet someone... And it comes up, whether it comes up through my wife, whether it comes up through one of those silly, like, hey, what's something unique about you? That's really the only thing that's unique about me. I would like to record it so that I don't, I can just be like, here, just go listen to this audio file. I don't want to say it again. Anyways, my goal was to not give it all away because unfortunately I have to live. I'm not a millionaire. But I wanted to start giving money away to my family, to friends. I wanted to go to fucking stores and do like the pay it forward thing. Unfortunately, my wife's a little greedy. That didn't happen. But if we could live above our means, I would spend every last dollar on individuals until I was at my means every month, every week. I think that's cool. It makes me feel good. It's completely selfish. I'll admit that. I feel really good when we go out to dinner and I'm like, hey, I got this. I'm not doing that as a way of like making sure you don't have to pay it. I'm not doing it as like, a, hey, I'll this compensate he'll look at me like i'm a good guy i just do it and i go wow i feel really good about this when whenever have you ever 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 whoa, used whoa, whoa. that phrase first off i've covered food between us plenty of times especially in new york i covered food for us a handful of times and b We've you've known me each other that was and, equal and b you've known me at my poorest so be happy about that so <laughs> when i'm not at my poorest um, but I, like, if I invite someone out to dinner nine times out of 10, I'm going to cover it. It's not, I don't do it to help you in any way. It's a hundred percent selfish. It makes me feel good. So if I had I'm more, saying, I'm just saying you invited me to Texas Day Brazil and I paid for my fucking food, sir. <laughs> Again, you remember where I was living at that point in time with Tim up in that shitty ass apartment? You've known me at my poorest, but you can just, Franny will attest to this cause she hates it. She absolutely hates it. Cause like I said, not necessarily the most selfless person. She's like, what? Why would you do that? What, but that, you know, it went from us only being like we're forty bucks up to a hundred dollar bill. I'm like, well, why not? I mean, we invited my little brother out to dinner. Why wouldn't I pay for it? And she hates it. I want to be no. You're making that gesture, but we've been over this a thousand times. Uh, I <laughs> want. Reminds me like the time we were at flight and uh, Megan was just like making it rain, and she's like, oh wait, I still need that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, why are we talking about that? Because you really want to talk about how awesome you were and how generous you are. <laughs> no, no. So again, I, again, it's a 100% selfish reason. I do it because I feel good about it. Not because I want you to look up to me or any of that bullshit. It's because my brother, or not my brother, my best friend, Dane, brought that up to me. I was like, I really, I can't remember what we were doing at the time, but I was helping him with something. He's like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And we were talking about back and forth, and I think I was helping him at his house. And he's like, you know what you're doing even though because i called it selfless i was like i really don't mind using up my time i'm i'm a pretty selfless person he's like are you though and he explained that to me he's like do you enjoy doing this does it make you feel good knowing you're helping me and i was like yeah it does he's like well that's pretty selfish of you isn't it like i mean you're doing this just to make yourself feel better would you feel better going and playing video games no well then you're being selfish and doing what makes you feel best so 
Anyways, I thought that was cool. I thought it was neat. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, for me, it's like I if I had the money, I'd be like, yeah, I would just like, I mean, because I, I do buy well, oh, or whatever. Like when I yeah, had the money, but like, yeah. I don't often have the money in order to be like, no, yeah, totally. Work, like, we work like ten dollar an hour jobs. We're never gonna have the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. Uh, if my entire family dies, not in the near future, yeah. I will have that much money. <laughs> it's easy to say it when I'm poor, but they say money. They say money corrupts. And I want, and I want to test that limit. I want to just be like, really, does it? And who knows? Maybe I'll be a fucking jackass. Maybe one day, because Franny's making good money now at her job, she's making more than I've ever made, and uh, as far as an hourly wage goes. And maybe when we start making more, you know, higher cost of living, or I mean, the more you make, the more you spend. So you'll buy a nicer car with a higher payment. Your rent will be more because you could afford it. You'll buy more fucking this or that. I would love to live within my poor means, make more money, and be able to stash that and give it away or use it for other shit. But I don't know if I would. Like, hand gun to your head, Patrick. Be honest. If someone handed you a hundred million dollars, and because if if I said a million dollars, it's very easy to spend a million dollars. Yes. Someone hands you a hundred million dollars and a house in L.A. and they say, "Here you go. This is your life now." Are you still the Patrick sitting on your couch in South Glens Falls and you live that life with your friends and whatnot? Or do you become, oh, fuck, look at me. Like, do you become a money-to-your-head sort of guy? No, I would totally be the same guy. I would just be able to make films and be like, hell, nobody went to it? Who the fuck cares? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would still be me, especially with the influences of my wife, (laughs) who has a very rich... Uh, lifestyle up in her head I don't know if I would be the same person if I'd still be saying the shit like give your money away I would like to find out but that's never gonna happen I mean I wouldn't give it away but I mean I would be like I would just do whatever the fuck I See, felt like I mean yeah, I wouldn't in my head I would give it away in my head right now like if if I have an extra 50 bucks in my wallet heck I did this for Mason down in Arizona when I was just visiting him I he was uh he ran out of money on like Sunday and I was like dude I've been spending a lot I need to slow down he's like all right well I'm completely out I was like, you want a hundred bucks? That'll pay for food as we're going along. He's like, sure. So I gave him a hundred bucks. And then right before I left, he's like, dude, this girl wants to go on a date, but I might have to put it off till after payday. I was like, I looked at my wallet, last 40 bucks I had. I was like, this is all I got. I was leaving on the plane tomorrow. So we were done getting food and stuff. I was like, you want this 40 bucks so you can take her out? He's like, sure. I'll pay you back. I was like, don't fucking worry about it. Just here, go take her on a date. I think that's cool. That's easy for me to do now because I'm living in the same situation as him and I just so happen to have that extra 40 bucks in my wallet. If I have an extra $100,000 in my wallet and I want other shit, I want that TV and that car and that this, would I be as willing to give it away? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you basically described MC Hammer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, for me, it's like, I would, I mean, because I do, like, when, I, like, when people like need, I'm like, like there's been millions of times where I want to do things. People are like, why don't I need money? I'm like, just, I'll fucking pay for you. Like, just fucking do it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I have savings. Yeah. So, like, an extra, like, 20 bucks here, like, whatever, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if it's, a, if it's a situation where I have, like, $100 million and somebody's just like, ah, fuck, like, I'm like, like whatever like six months behind rent like all right here you go like whatever yeah i want i want to do that so bad but if you're like oh hey like would you like to give one million dollars to charity and like no 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 no. again we we just went over that fuck that no if you're gonna give money to anything give it directly to whatever it is don't donate to all that bullshit um except i mean 
Again, I said not always because there are certain charities that I support, like Planned well, Parenthood, for example, is say, one that Planned I would Planned Parenthood donate to and, and ACLU currently, that's why like, I even told Kevin I would buy a second copy of his No More Death Stars record. Yeah. So that it basically, because basically it's making, I even told him the other day, I was just like, I don't have any cash on me. So if you just give me that fucking tape, I will just fucking take my own money and like go on the ACLU website and just give them money yeah. and get, show you that I did it. Because I was like, that's just less complicated. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there is, there is certain ones that I'm totally happy with donating to, but all of these... And I'm not saying they're not doing good work because they definitely do help the random causes they're going for. But it's it's not a hundred percent. It's not all of the money they get they're putting into cancer. They're putting into you know muscular dystrophy. No, some of it's going to the fucking organization, and that's bullshit. Indeed. So that's I, why, yeah, like um, that's why like I won't give money to Salvation Army, even though my grandfather, um, when I was younger, like was all about Salvation Army. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go to Salvation Army. There's one time with Jana, it's weird that she's come twice in this podcast, um, <laughs> where we were... Stop um, talking we, about Jana! That'll be the we title. Went, we, we went to uh, the Salvation Army for her to get something, I can't remember what it was, like a shirt or something. And um, I was like, I don't like this. Like I was <laughs> like, they fucking... I think, and my grandfather used to like, he was a big proponent for them, and I get it in retrospect, but I'm just like, it, because nobody knew what they knew now, I mean, granted, I don't think he would have cared back then, but... Um, like they clearly are not a LGBTQ friendly organization. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if I'm going to give anybody my money, it's certainly not going to be them. It's going to be like ACLU or Planned Parenthood. It's like no, something that isn't it kind I of, can support. Isn't it kind of fucked up that they take donations, sell them, and then give that money to the church? Well, that again, I come from a family of Catholics. No, so no, I know, I know you do, but I'm just saying <laughs> that system in its whole is kind of fucked up. Like if I was to say, Patrick... Yo, that that figurine behind you is really dope, and I want it, and I can't find it anywhere. And my birthday's coming up, and you're like, "Okay, Kevin, here you go." And then I just sell it and give the money to my parents. Like that's fucked up. Like that that doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying it, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't donate to them. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like now, like what Kevin was originally was talking about doing. Um, basically, every donation was going to be a different organization um, for the No More Death Stars record. And um, so like, the first one was Planned Parenthood. The next one was going to be ACLU. Yeah. And then after like the fucking Muslim travel ban, he's just like, I'm just giving it all from the ACLU from now on. I'm just like, yeah. it's just, it. that's where it needs to go. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Sir. I, I don't, I, there's more I want to say, but it's outside of my, uh, my, my realm of knowledge where it would come off as, you know, when fucking someone who doesn't know what they're talking about is so passionate such as my Facebook post recently is so, yes, yes, is so passionate <laughs> about what they're saying that you're just like, whoa, 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 take a step back. You, what you might be saying might be true, but you're just kind of coming on too strong. Like no matter what, it's not coming across positive. That's how I would get. And I probably already reached that point a few times today. So I'm just going to slow it on down bring bring it back to a happy spot that's i don't even know what we were talking about to begin with who the fuck cares it started with the podcast and if it makes you special it like dovetailed to lots of different directions oh yeah okay so last thing i'm gonna say last thing i'll say about all of that if you know me and you ever feel like you or i don't say enough because you, you you hold back in certain conversations not necessarily patrick but People generally hold back with certain conversations. So Franny brought it up the other day. She listens to the What Did I Just Say podcast uh, pretty regularly, and she'll listen to this one depending on the topic. Well, because me and Jeff mostly just talk about, like, 
well, lately, this is what me and you have been doing is talking to each other. But in the past, me and you have been talking about Daredevil. Daredevil. We've been talking about Batman. You know, that's not her thing. She prefers this conversational stuff. And she said, um, I say a lot more on these podcasts than I do in real life. She's like, I feel like I'm listening to a different person sometimes. And that's kind of cool to me. Obviously, it's not. I should probably talk to my wife more. And I've been <laughs> working on that. That's neither here nor there. But... <laughs> It's true. It's it, There's a different sort of release on these podcasts. Like, I say shit I will never say in real life to anybody. Like, even me, yeah, even me and you talking in person, wouldn't I wouldn't be saying the same shit I'm saying on this podcast. I don't know why. It's just, it it feels different. It's, there's no rules here. No it's rules! Out, it's going out to the, going out to the universe. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, there's, there's, it, I just like it that way. So she pointed that out and I thought that was cool. Like my brothers could probably listen to this and they wouldn't even know who I am, let alone I've done everything I could to distance myself from my family. So they probably wouldn't know who I am anyways, but that's neither here nor there. Sorry if you're listening to this mom and dad. That's not what I, I don't mean it with you. I just mean it with a couple brothers in specific. Don't worry about it. Uh, I like you're a better looking brother, Travis. <laughs> no, I love Travis. He's kind of a jack hat, but I love him. I haven't <laughs> seen him in a while. I probably I haven't seen my family since Christmas, and I probably won't see him till Christmas. I don't plan on going home. Just... I mean, I see my brother and sister-in-law and niece on a pretty regular basis. My fucking parents are constantly in fucking town, so I do see them more than I would like. Um, but yeah, I, I I would kill that that like. Oh yes, I'll see you next Christmas thing. Like that, that would be fantastic. I would kill for that. Like you actually like your family. <laughs> like... Yeah, I know it's it doesn't. You see your family more and like them less. It makes no sense, but <laughs> I know. Like the other day, I, I asked if we were going to record, and you're like, "No, I'm going to dinner with my parents." I was like, "Did someone die? I don't think there's a holiday right now. What are you doing?" Because I feel obligated. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not slamming you. It's good. Go see your parents. Everyone says that. Everyone. Oh my god. Okay. Hold on. No, I got to bring it back one more time into the political spectrum. Just about the whole money thing. Last thing I'm going to say. And by that, it probably isn't the last thing I'm going to say. My <laughs> landlord, Jay, huge Trump supporter. Good for him. That's cool. He's passionate. Whatever. He he was going on the spiel with me. This was back when the Sweden thing happened. And I was like taking my time, very carefully putting together my words. Because I, if, if I went at him with like, Trump's a racist, he won't let you stop there and try to bring up scenarios that's the end of your word he's going to talk for 20 minutes about why you're wrong and not give you a chance to rebuttal so you've probably been in that scenario where you have to just like instead of saying everything in your mind you have to stop and pick each word so carefully as to not get fucking walked on so he brought up after we had been done talking to each other for a good 20 minutes he's like talking to himself while painting and he's like Guy's not even taking a salary. He's saving me money by being president. It doesn't come out of my taxes. I was like, in my head, again, didn't want to throw this out and get fucking walked all over. So that uh, 300 grand a year split amongst, you know, 140 million, 150 million taxpayers, saving you an awful lot of money, isn't it? That (laughs) point zero 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 one cent of your taxes that he's not taking from the alleged billionaire really cool of him right clap everybody clap nope this is a big moment let's clap for him like are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me patrick oh man (laughs) i i that was i probably could have said something there and gotten away with it but i was just like it's not worth it don't want to rile him up don't want to get kicked out of my house i'll just calm it down let it slide (laughs) let it slide well no i mean in my case like i do fucking like i'm just like it's like i went to uh christmas eve 
Uh, I was wearing my uh, the because okay, just because I don't know if people know about this. Um, when I was younger, like when Bush was first became president, uh, George uh, w, uh, w. Bush W. Um, when he first became president, uh, Fat Records, uh, Fat Mike's record label, uh, put out a shirt where it was just like um sparse black with like a, a picture of Bush in white, and I'm down the side it says not my president. Mm-hmm. And I had it when I was younger. I went to, like Warped Tour and shit with it, and um. And then, like, when they, when the, the night that Trump got elected, I was like, God, I fucking wish Fat Rack would put one of these fucking shirts out. And literally, the next day, <laughs> he put one Fat out. put new ones out. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't have clicked fast enough. And, like, to Christmas Eve, I wore, and it says, it, this one actually says fucking on it. Yeah, it where does. I was like, I'm wearing my uh, Donald Trump shirt, which is not my fucking president on it. And my parents don't have the balls to say anything. Because, like, they know. Because <laughs> what happened the day after, like, or I'm sorry, the weekend or whatever it was, like, right after he got elected, um, we all had, like, we all had dinner. And, like, I, my rage was barely restrained. Like, if they said a fucking single word to me. Because like, they're Trump supporters, go, right? Your family is Trump supporters? I don't think they're Trump supporters. They're just idiots. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. Been, I'm just saying, they've been, they've been voting Republican since, like. Just on principle? Long before my birth. Yeah. Um, so, like, even though it's hilarious. Like, my grandfather, before he died, was not a Trump fan. He was like, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um... Which I think is something like you just literally went against Grandpa's dying wishes. Good job, asshole. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, like that's the whole thing is like because that was I. It took everything in me not to make really horrible comments like right after that because I was just like because I have a niece now and um, yeah. she is going to be a year old in July, and I was just like I wanted to I didn't but I was gonna like tell my mom just like just so you know if anything ever happens to her in like a sexual assault kind of way i'm gonna hold you personally responsible for bringing this asshole mm. to the fate of our day because like, you don't know what starts this like you don't know what the ball rolling goes to yeah like even if like let's say it's like it's yeah it's obviously, i'm not saying trump is going to fucking rape her but i'm just saying like <laughs> wherever, wherever the wherever the fucking like cause he'll probably be like 90 at that point so we won't be able to grab the pussy anymore um that's true i mean he'll try those those wrinkly fingers <laughs> but as i'm saying like you don't know where that ball is going to roll to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you've opened Pandora's box. So if anything happens, you're responsible. As far as yeah. I did you think. see he uh, is defending Bill O'Reilly and his sexual allegation cases? It's like, dude, <laughs> just don't even just walk away. Like just walk away. Don't, don't just don't even don't. E- if someone ever asks you, Hey, that Bill, o- that Bill O'Reilly sexual assault allegations. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, my favorite place to vacation is probably Hawaii. Like, just don't even touch it. Walk away. It's for the greater good. Uh, One thing, but also I'm not somebody who, like, I don't care about other people's opinions unless I actually care about their opinions. Like, I care about, like, your opinions and, like, Kevin's opinions, like, whatever. But, like, my family, I don't give a fuck about their opinions. So, like, I have no problem whatsoever, like, basically just, like, when they're, like, trying to, like, rebut, literally ignoring them and telling them that I'm ignoring them. Like, that thing is, like, my aunt kept calling me rude that day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to – you fucking see them once a year. I deal with them constantly. I've been hearing this bullshit for months. Like, I'm not putting up with it. It's just, like – I think literally my dad will start talking like just so you know I'm not listening just just so we're being very clear right now <laughs> you can talk all fucking night long and I'm not gonna hear a fucking word you're saying because you're just a piece of fucking shit in my eyes so just keep fucking talking enjoy your fucking Trump bullshit I'm gonna be over here not fucking paying attention to you and you're gonna die alone okay and just like yeah. it just, no it I, I drives me insane I actually like that I understand that 
side of it because back when Obama won his second term, I went into I was working at the beekeeping place. I went in wearing my shirt, which is Barack Obama with his little shorts on, like in an old school basketball outfit, little shorts and a tank top, holding a basketball with his other hand up with the four fingers up, and it said four more years on it. And I walked into work. My boss, the biggest, I wouldn't say he necessarily liked Mitt Romney, but he absolutely loathed Obama, kind of like the people with Hillary, where they were like, I don't really like Trump, but fuck Hillary. Um, and he, he, I almost got fired that day. Like he wouldn't, he literally started to yell, stopped himself and had to walk out because he was that pissed off. So I understand now being on the other side, of course, like you have every right to be pissed. He was pissed at me and I didn't attack him more than just wearing that shirt. I let it be because I knew he was going to be pissy. And then when Trump got elected and all the people at work were jazzed up about it, no, nah, I was fucking miserable. I was working an overnight. It was 12 o'clock. We have a TV on on the direct TV and it literally said Trump won and I'm working. My work, <laughs> my work output dropped dramatically from that point on throughout the rest of the night. And everyone's like, really? It's affecting you that much? I'm like, yeah, it is. I mean, it affects something affects everyone. I have the right to be pissy right now, just like you have the right to be jazzed up. If you want to support him, cool, go for it. But I'm gonna be pissed over here. Wasn't well, I was like, the, 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 yeah, it literally was like a kick in the fucking stomach. Like when it happened, I was just like, I was sitting with Justin. I think you we texted watching... me. I think you said, "Are you... no Mason?" Mason texted okay. me. He's like, "Are you seeing this right now?" And I was like, "I don't want to talk about it." And that was the end of the conversation at like 11:30 <laughs> p.m. Done. We were like, we were basically like binging Walking Dead because like it was so close, but it was just like trying to like keep up with it on our phones at the same time. So Distract like, yourself. Like, well, no, we just need like we, we had to like on just so we could basically. It was, so we started off just watching like the episodes, ended mm-hmm. up watching like six or seven, just we were like trying to fucking like keep track of this shit at the same yeah. time. And like when Florida went, I was like, and that's that's the end. Yeah. And like and just like no, it can be like this, and I'm like, it's the end, dude. Like it's it's over. And I wasn't wrong. And I just Justin was a very hopeful man at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm saying it's like it's just a kick in the nuts because it's just like I don't fucking like. It's just like it's it's because again, it's it's not even that it's Trump necessarily. It's like a his Legion of Doom like administration, which wasn't at that time wasn't even that big a deal. It was what he brought after he got elected. Yeah, and like what I knew would come after, and I was like, I knew the people who would suddenly suddenly be like we have basically been silenced for like eight years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's our time and it's disgusting. And like, mm-hmm. like I, 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 can't, I can't remember if I told you the story, but like, um, like when it first happened, Chris, my tattoo artist, who's gay. Yeah. Was telling me how, yeah. like, how scared he was. Yeah. And he, and I was like, dude, you're, like, I'm not saying like, you don't have a right to like feel the way you feel, but I'm like, you're in Saratoga. Like you'll be fine. Like it's like yeah. the most liberal area. as of like Brooklyn. <laughs> and then like, um, less than like, um it was definitely within a month it was like a matter of weeks um he had like a little like um an antenna topper that was mickey mouse and it was all like rainbow yeah somebody had ripped it off uh and left a note in his car calling him a faggot in saratoga yeah i was just like saratoga's super like hippy dippy for those who don't know it's like absurdly over the top like burlington vermont-esque it's like we love you no matter what but there's still douchebags everywhere yeah, and I think I was like, I was honestly astonished by it. And the best part of it is like his fucking asshole followers that I think is hysterical, where it's like the fake news bullshit, where they're like literally because his husband, Chris's husband, mm-hmm. posted on Facebook like what had happened, mm-hmm. and somebody fucking wrote on there like that's not real, that's just like liberal media, blah blah. blah. And he's like, this happened to my husband, asshole. <laughs> like it's just like. Yeah. 
they they thought it was one of those like viral share around stories to get people riled up when in reality it was just him saying hey this is fucked up look what happened to my husband yeah exactly that's what i'm just saying like you just it's just it's fucking like it's like i told kevin uh cardinal when um he was starting the no more death stars the um well i mean i knew we I, okay I was apparently one of the first two people he told he was breaking up Sob Goblin and starting No More Death Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know that until the other night. But um, apparently it was just me and Asa knew. Um, but uh, It's okay that you say that, right? Just in case. Like I, I think we mentioned it on the podcast. If we okay. didn't, it was like right off. So. Okay, good. It's, I mean, correct. The band's been broken up for years. So I know, but you never <laughs> want to piss someone off un- undeservingly. No. Um, but, um, but yeah, like when he was like doing the... Uh, the make america hate again record like yeah that idea i was like literally anything i can do on that i want to do like it's like i can't really draw and i can't really fucking like there's not i can't play anything but like anything that i can do i want to do and he was like actually um there is a spot where i was going to do gang vocals if you want to like do that and i was just like yes and so we came over we recorded part of that and i'm like it's not a lot but it's something like And then buying it, it's the money that I spent went to like Planned Parenthood and the ACLU. It's not a lot, but it's something. Like buying like Excuse the uh, fucking um, the shirt that Fat Mike is donating the proceeds to. Like, I think the ACLU. I mm-hmm. was like, it's not a lot, but it's something. Like yeah. yeah. So yeah, you win some, you lose some. Hopefully everything goes well and we can live. I mean, it's not off to a good start. Some more shit happened on my phone. I got a notification about some more political stuff. So it's all fun. It's a great time. It's a great way to stay in shape. All right. I don't know how we've managed to hit politics back-to-back episodes, but let's not do this anymore and slide off and just bang out two, three movie pairs really quick. So I say two names. You tell me who's who. And let's start with uh, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. Um, Basically, would you rather be the writer or the visionary producer. yeah the producer well no because I, I, like, I, like, I definitely feel like i'm more smith and you're more Mosier. um but like especially because like as you mentioned like on this you talk a lot but in real life you don't talk nearly as much no this so, is like, my outlet yeah what i'm saying it's it's like fucking if you listen to like smodcast like Mosier talks more on that podcast and if you, if you listen to like anything with Mosier or even just like seek anything with like when you have him and smith stand next to each other like he just sits there and smiles smith. yeah he's just like okay yeah. whatever <laughs> so like that's the thing is like so i would definitely say in that respect i'm definitely more like smith because like yeah it's just like it's like when we were talking about like um when kevin and i were uh first doing like our first special i think it was a civil war special um for uh good punksters i took like a video we were doing it in front of the theater and like I just talked the whole time, and he didn't say a fucking word, and that kind of became the motif of all of our like things we did, like all the little things we shot. I'm like, I do notice that I am kind of like, I mean, not that I'm not aware of it, but like, as much as I do like a lot of living in my own head, I'm also like far more because even Kevin said he's like, you are far more outgoing than you like to like think that you are. Like, and I was just like, I guess that is accurate. It's just got to be about the right thing. You just got to get you interested. You're not, because like a, a standard outgoing person is just like, I'm not really sure what this is, but let's fucking see it. Whereas you, it's like, hey, there's something going on. I think it's related to Spider-Man. Oh, fuck, right there, let me. I think it's related to Gwen Stefani. And you're like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where you, you're, you're, you kind of lie. But yeah, I'll, I would take that. I'm not really a writer at all. I'm more of an idea person. So I, and I would go on that side. The only thing I would say is more Kevin Smithy besides the name is is his sense of humor. 
but that's kind of irrelevant. Fair so enough. I'll take Scott Mosier. Uh, Brian Brian Johnson called him the coolest guy he knows. So I'll take it because he just said, they were talking about their uh, when they go on like um, bus trips and tours and shit like that to do all these live shows. Scott yeah. Mosier just sits there and hangs out and just smiles. Like anything he does is on his own, kind of like on his own time. You know what I mean? Like he's not like, hey, what are you guys up to? You want to go get food? He's just there chilling. So I'll take it. I like being Scott Mosier. Anyways, who's who? Ren and Stimpy. Uh, <laughs> I'm clearly Ren. And you're clearly Stimpy. <laughs> As much as I detest that, it's kind of true. <laughs> I mean, the one that's perpetually angry and cynical <laughs> and bitter, and the one that's perpetually happy and down for everything. Don't <laughs> like, forget Bouncy. Stimpy's a rather bouncy man. Fine. All right. Uh, oh, these are some good ones. Um, do you want to take time talking about it, or just a quick this or that? Whatever you want to do. Uh, just a quick one. Who's who? The two guys from Daft Punk. <laughs> But you know what that you basically just pick your favorite helmet. (laughs) It's really what it Uh, comes down to. I guess I like the bigger helmets. (laughs) The gold one with the black faceplate or the silver one that actually looks like a face? Uh the other one. The gold one? Yes. Damn, that's the one I like. Fine, I'll take the other one. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Whoop whoop. Yeah. (laughs) Coming from a classic silver helmet kind of (laughs) guy. All right. Moving on. Now, quickly. Or not quickly. Who knows how long it could take. Who would win in a fight? Usually superhero people, but you know what? I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. Who would win in a fight? Mini-Me versus Gary Coleman. <laughs> what does it mean? It means that they're in fisticuffs. Gary Coleman standing there, and Mini-Me like, walks out. The character of Mini-Me or like Vern Troyer? No, no. We're Gary going Coleman. character Mini-Me. Versus well, the then obviously Gary Mini Coleman. Me because Mini Me is like basically pure evil in a tiny form. So of course he's gonna just kill Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman's got a little size on Mini Me though. He's not yes, a super he does, midget. But he he's have just a medium. Instinct. I don't know. You've seen him punch that lady. There's a, like a big video where he was punching this lady during an interview or a paparazzi moment. I don't remember. He yes, ain't scared still. to choke a bitch. So that's a big up. Yes, but again, like I mean, Mini Me is basically pure evil in a tiny package. So All like, right. I can we'll see g- no way that Mini Me would lose. All right, we'll give it to Mini Me. Maybe we'll write a fanfic: Mini Me versus Gary Coleman. They end up falling in love. That would be nice. Are all fanfics basically erotic? No, like that's the thing is like now they a lot of them are. Back in the day, they were they weren't really. Now it's basically just a chance to like ship people, which uh, I don't understand. But well, like, I've got an idea for a Fifty Shades of Batman that we should totally write sometime. I'm just saying, no. it'd be a good time. Maybe script it, you know, draw up some panels, do it in a comic book form, or we could do it like a play, act it out, just me and you. You can be Batman, and you're seducing me. I'm your Robin. I'm just saying. I don't do this. I'm, okay, fine. I'll be Alfred, and it'll be kind of like a forbidden love thing. We could do that. Please stop. Well, you know, think about it is all I'm asking. So. Okay, I'm going to try not to. But... <laughs> all right, who wins in a fight? Oh. Oh, man. I don't know which one to go with. Superhero or non-superhero? Just give me that. I don't care, dude. Whatever. I yeah, mean, yeah, but, but I'm asking. Non-superhero. non-superhero. Oh, okay, cool. Who wins in a fight? John Wick versus Jason Bourne. Uh, I mean... That's a good one. That's nobody, a good one. Nobody says Jason Bourne's name with, like, absolute terror. They just kind of like, well, fuck. Whereas John Wick's name brings just, like, the most hardcore of the hardcore, like, Oh dear Jesus! Yeah, what def- have we done? It's definitely spooky, but Jason Bourne in his movies 
does some stunts that are maybe that above John Wick's pay grade. He does some shit. He takes out just as many guys in one scenario. He's very sneaky. Sneaky Jason Bourne. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, it wouldn't be a hell of a thing. I'm just saying I feel like John Wick is still, like, he's going to he's gonna finish that fucking fight. Like, yeah, I feel like John Wick versus Jason Bourne is more like Jason Bourne going, okay, I know I'm fighting this guy. Let me set up this really... And whereas John Wick just walks in with a pistol and is just like, yeah, you're dead. Walk out. Good. <laughs> Call it. Drop the mic. Well, even if it was just like whatever, like, even if they just put them like across from each other, I feel like the thing that John Wick has that Jason Bourne is, is like the whole thing of like they mention in both movies, where he's like a man of like basically pure will and singular focus, where like I don't really think Jason Bourne has will per se. He just kind of like isn't like a mechanism. Okay. Whereas like John Wick, it's like if he had to like for whatever reason had to kill Jason Bourne, he would kill Jason Bourne. He would find a way. Okay, so because... how about we'll do it this way. Straight up sniper battle. John Wick versus Jason Bourne. I'm going to give you a bunch of scenarios. You just pick one. Sniper battle. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who's a better sniper than the other. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, who the hell has sniper battles? Basically, like... Sniper battle! Like... <laughs> I mean, I guess John Wick. Okay, fine, John Wick won. Uh, like, you know, two pistols at their side gunfight in a like a crowded nightclub. John Wick. John Wick. Knife fight. John Wick. Bare fisticuffs. John Wick. <laughs> really? That was the one I thought could go J- And last but not least, game of chess. Who, who wins? <laughs> um, I don't... I have no idea. But um, <laughs> you gotta pick one. I mean, I feel like John Wick would be more likely to actually like be willing to play chess, whereas Jason <laughs> Bourne would be like because he's like a mechanism. Like, what is the point of this? Like, no. Yeah. Plus, John Wick, singular focus. He's going after your king. So, all right, cool. John Wick sweeps the board. Or wait, did who did you give the sniper battle? <laughs> I gave all of them to John Wick. Okay. Okay. John Wick wins. The only one I was tempted on was the sniper battle and the fisticuffs. The other two I gave to John Wick, just so we know. Well, I'm tempted on both of them, but I still say John Wick. All right, and last but not least, we're going to take it back into superhero. Now, uh, uh, street level, well, not necessarily street level, but uh, baser level versus god level. Give me just that. Uh, baser level. Baser level. Catwoman versus Mystique. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like Mystique, because Mystique is more like of an actual like trained fighter, plus she's like a fucking killer. Whereas fucking Catwoman is Catwoman's I mean, a killer. She's but not really by choice. And like okay. even when it is, it's like she's basically a thief more than she's a killer. But Catwoman has the weapons. She's got the claws and the whip. Well yeah, but I mean Mystique manifested Wolverine claws when she turned to Wolverine, so like Solid point. Although, you know, they <laughs> never touched on what got cut off when he cut those claws off. I think it's just basically like you're growing essentially like your nails, I'm assuming. Okay, but so then when she transformed into anything else, it should have been kind of stumpy. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying, but it's like, it's like, I'm saying oh. like, it's like if you're growing out of like keratin or something like that, because I mean, he cuts oh. it really easily. Yeah. So I feel like it's probably something that's like just like, that's in your, like your hair, your like stuff that grows already, basically she just can manifest easier. Okay. Well then just uh, out of a hundred, does Mystique sweep it or does Catwoman yeah. get any in? Okay. Sweeped I mean, by there might be like the occasional. I mean, because there's always the chance of like in a hundred, like yeah, you have like it's the law of averages. So like maybe one out of a hundred Catwoman fluke wins, but you never know. I'm just saying, 
the, I feel like that whip it would come to her advantage at some point in time. Like she could keep Mystique at bay because in a straight no weapon fisticuffs, yeah, Mystique's got the fighting. But I feel like the weapons just give her a slight edge. I would go sixty-five thirty-five. That's what I would go towards Mystique. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, boom. That well, rounds out. I, I, oh, I got one for oh, you. I got one oh, for you. Oh snap! I'm ready. Uh, this Roman is the Reigns last segment. The Undertaker. Okay, this is the last one. Uh, Roman Reigns versus the um, Roman Reigns wins. <laughs> yes, he did. He, everything that happened. <laughs> uh, and I, I, after reading, and I've told this to JJ. I've talked to Jeff about this, and whatever. After reading about it, I am not putting all the fault on Roman Reigns for that being a shitty match. I'm putting some of the fault, but no, not all. No, let's think. The thing. I, I, that's the thing is like. He should never have been in that position. Is the problem? Yeah. That's I I posted that night on like uh, this wrestling group that I hang out in, um, on Facebook, where I was like, people that were bitching about Roman not being able to carry Undertaker to a great last match, so they were like, oh, Cena could have done it, like AJ. But I was like, first off, oh, Cena, I've watched him. The dude doesn't know how to sell. That's not true though, because Cena can't have a great match. He has had like in the last like few years, especially he's had some truly great matches. So I like, think that's like his. When he was working completely and utterly full time, he didn't really give a fuck, and so a lot of his shit kind of was whatever. But when he wants to, he fucking pulls out great shit. It's just a matter of he's kind of a lazy worker. Um, but my whole thing was I was like, okay, so let's say you did give it to Cena or AJ, who are both 38 years old, and how True. much conceivably do they have left in the tank anyway? So you're giving it to them for another short burst. So it's like... You have to give it to somebody who's younger, who's like in their like early thirties, and who do you have that's conceivably a a like a decent target for the entertainer? Like who makes sense? They've literally, literally Vince painted them himself into a corner mm-hmm. where that was the only option. Yeah, and that's the thing that that's what and- sucks. It's, it's not on Roman Reigns because he was the one. Like, it's, it's blame Vince for a making Undertaker keep working long after he sh- fucking shouldn't have been. I mean, granted, I'm sure Undertaker wanted to, but yeah. at a certain point, it becomes time to be like, you should stop. Like <laughs> last year, last year should have been the end. Like, it was like year, Hulk. Hulk Hogan wanted to wrestle a long time, and they were just like, well, how about you don't? That's like the thing with Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair, like they retired him, and so he went to TNA to still wrestle. And then he tried to come back to WWE. I mean, he's still he's back in WWE like officially, but like they every time he he's like I want to like get in the ring. He, they're like no, yeah. because that's the whole thing. It's like I mean it's like Brian Danielson where like his head thing, so they basically made him retire. It's like yeah. in the end, it's just, like, it was like last year the speed at which Undertaker was moving and the way it looked. It looked like every time he took, he was in agonizing pain. Mm-hmm. I was like that should be the end. And then like when they did this, I'm like at the watching this match. Like I was just like I was genuinely like I was I was almost angry watching it like i was more than i was more scared for roman reigns than anything else because that's the whole thing is like one spot especially where he almost fucking like he was trying to do a last ride in roman reigns and literally like i was like he's going to kill him like he's not gonna do it on purpose like that's the thing is like that's why he has to stop it's not yeah. because he's gonna hurt himself he's gonna hurt somebody else and that's gonna be really well i was talking about how because he failed that tombstone back to back and i was like listen when you're doing a tombstone just like any other wrestling move, the other guy has to jump into it so that you can throw his weight up in the air. When a 400-pound, 7-foot-tall mammoth of a man can't jump, do you really expect a 220-pound, 6-foot-6 Roman Reigns to be able to just hoist that on up? And, like not, oh, And everyone's like, he couldn't lift him. He dropped him. Like, okay, I'm going to set a 100-pound just like bag of flour on the ground. I want you to throw that up in the air like it's nothing and tombstone it. Yeah, you can't. Fuck you. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Is I was like, 
That's the fucking problem. It's not on Roman because Roman did the best he could. And I, honestly, the only reason the match worked at all was because of Roman. Because, mm-hmm. like, the look in his eyes, like, throughout that match, like, I love the way he walked into it as kind of such a cocky prick where he just like, I got this, like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And then by the end of the match, he's just like, this guy should go down, but won't go down. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do I have to do? So finally, like, where he's like, basically what Undertaker was in real life, which by the way, it wasn't acting, where it's just like, just please stay down. Like, I don't want to kill you, but I have to put you down. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, the story he told with his eyes was the only reason that match worked because really like I watching that, as I said, like I was just like, I was genuinely pissed off watching it. I'm just like, somebody's going to get seriously fucking hurt and it's not going to be on anybody, but Vince fucking McMahon for making this happen. Yeah. That's why it really pissed me off when they kept on raw saying like, if this is Undertaker's in fact, last match, I'm like, I swear to God, if they fucking make him come back next year, I'm going to be really, really angry. I might actually just cancel the network to prove a point and yeah. be like, I'm done with this shit. Like, they no, they you, can't. You know I mean? The way he walked out with putting his shit in the middle of the ring and all that, they can't have they him can't back. Top That's, it. no, it's yeah. perfect. It's so perfect. But anyways, uh, Jeff brought up a good point, and I think JJ said the other thing. One, Roman Reigns went on Talking Jericho, and he said it's like it's a, it's a really good episode for getting to know Roman Reigns and like earning a little bit more respect for him. So I thought that was cool, and I downloaded it. I'm going to listen to it at some point. Yeah, I have um, it. I listen. I talk to Jericho's my favorite podcast. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna listen to that, but I just want to listen to Rain because I'm a huge Reigns fan. I love him, uh, and he's like, I actually liked Reigns a, a good amount more after listening to that. Watching WrestleMania made him fall a little bit, but still, the other thing JJ said was on Raw the next day. He kind of he owned it, sort of. He 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 walked out, and everyone booed him and wouldn't <laughs> let him talk. And that actually was glorious. Like, and and great. I feel like the whole point of it was basically Vince trying to blow the fans up. So, like, they wouldn't be able to, like, which isn't going to happen anyway. Because tonight after WrestleMania, you basically have a crowd that is completely wrestling nerds. Yeah. Like, WrestleMania is, like, it's there's a lot of wrestling nerds there, but also, like, regular people there, too. Yeah. Like, the Raw after WrestleMania and, like, the SmackDown after WrestleMania, because they did them in the same building, are basically the same crowds now as the NXT show the night before. We're basically just, like, an entire fucking audience of wrestling nerds. So it's, like... <laughs> they had Roman Reigns come out and everybody's like fucking booing and chanting whatever and every time he starts to bring the mic to his mouth it was like boo louder <laughs> and like chant more and then it was just like till finally he just like fucking like this is my yard now and just throws it down and like uh, Aaron was just like did they just like turn him heel like officially and I was like I don't think so because that's the whole thing is like the reason and I texted her about it I was just, like the reason that I don't think they're going to turn Roman heel is the same reason like they never turned Cena heel it's because they have literally fucked themselves so hard into basically being like putting all their eggs into one basket mm-hmm. where they like that's the thing is like the thing I had read, which I mean it's the internet, so who the fuck knows, but it seems legit, is that Roman Reigns is by far the top merch seller and there is no one even close to replace him if they turned him heel. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the thing that happened with Cena, where it's like they could never turn Cena heel because he was selling so much merch that even though everybody was booing him they couldn't turn him heel whereas i was like it's cowardice and it's the reason that we keep ending up with this bullshit um every year where um the reason that undertaker is working a million years the reason like that fucking goldberg is 50 years old and like one of the main like events of mania is because vince is so fucking terrified of doing what he should have done and what he what he what he did do back in the day like, in the attitude era and stuff 
where he would just commit to like the younger generation and be like, these are my new top guys. Like my new top guys, like Hogan are gone, Macho's gone, blah, blah, blah. My top guys are Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, yeah. blah, blah, and just go. There was no like bringing people back. It was all just like go. And that's the thing is like now he just like, well, like, and that's why they, they, they did Shane versus Undertaker last year was because he was so terrified of what the buy rates would do without a match that was basically like, like the money match, if you will. Yeah. And I'm like, that's your problem though. Cause you could have, if you wanted to right now, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins could be the money match of money matches. Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns would be the money match of money matches. Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns would be the money match of money matches. Bray Wyatt versus any of those money match of money matches. But the problem is you're too, you're too fucking afraid to do that. So you keep ending up with this bullshit. And like what happens when you, when they all can't do it anymore? Like what, what happens then? Mm-hmm. Like, like what's your what's your game plan for the future like, that's why I think Triple H was smart when he started NXT because I, I guess with the whole story he has told with Vince where he just like he one day was like to Vince he's like you understand like in a couple of years like Taker and Shawn Michaels and like myself and blah blah we won't be able to do this anymore right and Vince is like what do you propose he's like let me try something and that became NXT mm-hmm. and that's the thing and like the reason that NXT is awesome is because Triple H was just like a cherry picking from like the indies, but also like getting people and like building them from the ground up. Like, granted, that takes way longer because like that's the thing is like I think the reason like originally the whole thing is he kept saying which is like no indies, they have bad habits, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. we're gonna build guys from the ground up. And the problem with that is it does kind of work, but it takes so much longer. Like Roman Reigns in the last couple of years, it's finally been where they want him to be but like seth rollins was already there like dean ambrose was already there kevin owens is already there because it's like all you have to do is just take him from this and just put him on this and just like oh hey look whereas like you take like enzo and cass and um what's his name um baron corbin mojo raleigh roman reigns whatever like from like football players and like basketball players whatever and you're just like okay so we're gonna train you to wrestle we're gonna train you to talk to the mic blah, blah, blah. it's like that does work because now they're all over and they're all pretty good but that's the thing is like it takes way more time so it's like having the mix is the best possible course of action like stealing finn balor and nakamura from japan is smart like because it you can also have guys like in the main event like baron corbin and like guys like that who are just like they are your like farm guys the guys you've built from the ground up so it's like that's genius and i really hope when triple h is having to take over that stays because that's like vince currently is such a fucking pussy that you've ended up like the thing that was cool with the rock was that like the rock started out as this ultra baby face that everybody hated and shit all over yeah yeah and so they turned him heel and then everybody mm-hmm. fucking started loving him because he was such a good heel so then they turned him babyface. And then when everybody started fucking shitting on him again, like, because he was, like, getting jammed on their throats again, they turned him heel again. And he was such a good heel, they fucking turned him back again. And it's just, like, that's the whole thing. It's, like, they did the same thing with Roman Reigns and the same thing with, like, John Cena. Like, that would be something that would be actually really interesting and would kind of keep the product fresh instead of just continually basically being, like, this is our babyface for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else, whatever, do whatever. But this is our top babyface. We will not deviate from this course. I'm, like... That leaves no room for anything interesting to happen. Like, that leaves no room for Finn Balor to be the top babyface, for Seth Rollins to be the top babyface, for, like, Dean Ambrose to be the top babyface, for anyone. And I'm just like, that's fucking stupid and short-sighted. And you're, like, old, so you should know this. But, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, how old is he like, now? He's freaking in his 70s, He's right? in his 70s, yeah. Damn. Um, That's the thing. Is like, 
I will say though, it's like even though as much as like I shit on that match, like when Undertaker actually left, it was very much like I had to fight crying, like because it was just it was not like everybody else where they were like it's my childhood, blah blah. blah. I'm like no, because it's just a guy. I think the best description I heard was it was a guy who gave everything he had until there was nothing left to the business. And I was like, that is respectable. Like, it sucks that he had to get to that place because I feel like he should have just stopped it for something at 30. Like, once the streak was broken, that should have been the end. But um, he was a guy who just gave everything, literally every fucking, everything he had. Yeah, even though he ran longer, it made the farewell sweeter. Like, it, exactly. it's just, the longer he lasted, even though you look down, it's like putting it, it's like putting down your dog. You're like, God, I wish, you know, technically he could live another six months with this awful medication and just not being able to walk without, you know, whimpering everywhere. I'll just shoot it in the face. That's basically <laughs> what it was at this point. Well, that was my whole thing. Is like, when I saw him, like, he was, like, leaving the ring, and I was just like, oh, Christ. And then um, he walked back in, and he starts taking off the gloves, and puts them down, takes off the coat, puts it down, takes off the hat, puts it down. I was like, and then he broke character, fuck. broke character, yeah, walked over, hugged his wife, Kissed his wife. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying, but but as soon as he put that down, I knew what it meant. I was like, oh fuck! I was like, it's finally happening. Yeah. And then like he started walking up the ramp, and like he, <laughs> I think it's actually Justin asked before. I was like, this is long, long ramp this year. And um, he was like, how the fuck is he going to walk down that? And I was like, there's a plan in place. I'm sure of it. It's Undertaker. Um, you don't just walk. And they basically had him like, it was like halfway through the ramp. There's like a little, like a little thing where he'd go up and down on. Yeah. And so that was the whole thing is he, um, like he walks his farewell. He like walks to the point where he like kind of, he kind of looks back and then he like lifts his fist and then goes down into the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the ending of Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> And basically made me cry the same way. We're just like, just like, oh god, oh no. And it, it was, was so like, emotional. It really was because it was just like it's mean. I'm again. It's not like that whole thing of like my childhood. Just a guy who like, there once upon a time was like for a good solid many years from like WrestleMania pretty much from WrestleMania 23 to like WrestleMania 29 was having the best matches on Mania for several years just because he had finally gotten to that point where it's like. He was old, but he knew how to do, like, he knew how to tell a story with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so he would just get with these opponents that were also kind of older and just like they would have these great fucking matches. And then it's like after the streak was broken, it just was never the same. And I think it's funny, like this year I was really begging for Sting versus Taker instead of Rain versus Taker. And I was like, in retrospect, I'm really glad I didn't get Sting versus Taker because <laughs> I was like, that would have been really depressing. To old watch. guys just, smacking each other with their canes. Pretty much, because like at this point, that's basically what they, that's why Sting had to retire. Yeah. Because I mean, he was again a guy who just fucking just kept going until he just couldn't fucking do it anymore. All right. Well, so how about like, a good roundout? A good roundout would be if you had to pick a guy from the current lineup to become the next Undertaker, not take his gimmick over, but be the next like unstoppable force that shows up and everyone's like, oh shit, and he goes into his fifties. Who would you pick? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt from now on, you know, well, yeah, he's kind of young now, too, his knees. He's only like 30. Yeah, so so conceivably the next 16, 17 years could be him nonstop showing up with the freaking, yeah. le- with the lamp doing that yeah. for the... <laughs> well, because uh, the thing is, like, the, main, cause the reason I wouldn't say Rollins is because, like, Rollins and Ambrose, both, I love them, I hope they have really long careers, but, like, they both work a style that, like, they're not going to be able to maintain. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing that happened with Undertaker, because Undertaker used to do, like, a lot of, like, flippies and shit. That's why he was the phenom, because he was, like, you'd never see a guy who was that big move like that. But I was just, like, Bray's style is 
more agile than you'd think, mm. but he's kind of like the perfect. That's why I thought when they did, um, I really, I really hoping he's gonna put Bray over WrestleMania 31 because I was like, that's basically the new you, dude. Like that's that's yeah. that's perfect. Like that's a perfect handoff. But no, that didn't happen. But I was gonna say, if you were asking, yeah, he didn't right even now, win in general. No, yeah. Shouts out. I don't like either. I don't care about that match at all. I don't like Randy Orton. I don't like Bray Wyatt. That didn't matter to me. That match just sucked just because it just, it just it just sucked. Like it was just forgettable. As they shit. said uh, he was telling me that they did the um, where he grabs on the rope and leans back. They did that like four times. That's the thing, and it was fine the first the first time because they also like they shot onto the ring the, the thing of like maggots. Yeah. And the next time it was like another kind of bug. The thing is they they did it like four times. I'm like it's diminishing returns. Like the first time it's like wow. Yeah. The second time it's just like that's still cool. And like the third time it's like, okay, I get it. And the fourth time I'm like, okay, stop. Like, I understand. Um, so yeah, but I was like, if if you had to tell me like right now, like somebody who would basically take that role, I would give it to Bray unconditionally. That's fair. I couldn't think of anyone. I don't know enough about it yet to try to find someone who could do that, but maybe like, uh, hmm. No, that's fair. I'll give it to that one. I can't think. All I think, all the people I'm thinking of are people who would probably walk away when they realize they're not going to die anymore. They're like, yeah, oh, like like how you said The Rock won't wrestle anymore because he doesn't want to tear his body all apart because the last dude. Like, I feel like most sensible people walk away, but I guess Bray is crazy enough to just keep going. Probably yes. I mean, <sighs> what's the thing? I mean, all of them. The thing that's funny though is that now versus back in the day, like. Um, now, like, if somebody gets hurt, like, basically they're out for, like, months upon months, whereas it used to be, before the wellness policy existed, <laughs> where it's, like, people would work hurt for, like, months upon months and be, like, whatever. Like, I, like, I want to make my fucking WrestleMania payday. So, like, they'll just yeah. fucking, they'll get, they'll get hurt in, like, fucking Survivor Series and still work several months to be, like, fuck it, I want that. Whereas now with the wellness policy, it's, like, no, 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 Finn Balor, I don't care. Like, it's, like, you're going to fucking be on the shelf for the next eight months. <laughs> <laughs> take a break we need you healthy for the next 20 years so we're gonna save you now that's Here's probably a smart business practice um oh totally all right well that took up our last you know because usually we would do it like topic at the end we just rolled into that and that works fine so mm-hmm. in general that was men of the machine if you like listening to my voice check out my other podcast what did i just say same thing goes for patrick's we talked about gifted punksters already today check that shit out you're on like 54 episodes with that one aren't you 63 as of today, I think. Wait, okay, so you got some catching up to do. Um, but otherwise, I got nothing else to say. You got anything you want to say? The the science fact is Undertaker was old and needs to <laughs> stop wrestling, and I think that Vince McMahon finally understands that. Science fact, once you reach 60, stop jumping off of ropes. Okay, good. Science fact, uh, human beings decay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Although we're, deca- we're decaying slower because of preservatives in our food true and that's kind of neat so i guess we did end on a traditional note all right i'm kevin i'm pat (laughs) thanks for listening